Welcome everybody to the White Spire podcast. This is Margot Dragon, and I practice traditional Chinese medicine here in Concord, North Carolina. And today we're going to talk about um, experiences of traditional Chinese medicine with a patient and who is also the reflexologist here at White Spire Center, Catherine Ambrosini. Thank you for coming. Hi, thank you for having me. So I was trying to think back to when I very first met you. Yeah. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. So tell me about your experiences with uh, Chinese medicine. So I found you or was sent to you um, when I had a lot, a lot of health issues and was kind of in this place where I felt like nothing was helping me in any positive manner, meaning the traditional Western medicine that all my doctors were giving me. And so I thought, what do I have to lose, really? And you gave me a wonderful session. You talked I forget how long you talked to me for, but it was one of your traditional intakes where you just go until you feel like the person has all the information they need. So it can be you know, an hour, hour and a half. Um, it was really great. And you sent me home with some tools that I thought I didn't really know how to tackle because it was so different from what I was used to. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I think my diet consisted mostly of meat and dairy and carbohydrates. And you had basically presented to me the idea that I need none of those, you know, um, at least not any um, processed white carbs. Yeah. So... You gave me the challenge, and I was reluctant to take it, but I'm so glad that I did. Um, and you coupled, so you coupled my food therapy, my, not even a diet, it's just a different lifestyle choice, with the acupuncture. And then I saw really great benefits. My pain decreased. I was able to come off of really all of my medication, which was a slow and gradual process. Mm -hmm. um, but because of the tools that you gave me with the traditional Chinese medicine, it was such a life changer, including the herbs as well, because you do um, Chinese herbs. And so when there's a certain you know thing coming up in the body, you have ways to treat that holistically rather than um, with traditional Western viewpoints of, you know, antibiotics or whatever, antidepressants, all that kind of stuff. Did you feel that your healing was allowing you to get in a better space in your life? Absolutely. Yeah, completely. And it was it was gradual. It was definitely a gradual process, but I'm so glad that I did it. Well, I think it's really cool. And, you know, the people that come here are, are guided or somehow they know to come here. And it's very interesting, the people that, that come and... Um, you know, I've met some people that I thought, oh, they're never going to stay. And then they come back and they come back and they come back. And, um, you know, I've had some really, really cool experiences with the people that have come here. And I'm, I'm so appreciative of being able to help them and guide them in a direction that, you know, subconsciously they've probably always wanted but needed some guidance and, and some encouragement to go in that direction and that's the really cool thing about Chinese medicine yeah well we definitely appreciate you giving us that guidance and being here for us um there's a I think 
too many people just don't know about it culturally. Um, you know, where we live, especially in the U S we're not necessarily raised with those ideas or principles of, you know, natural foods as medicine. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's a really cool thing to be able to learn that and realize how your body responds. You know, the funny thing was, um, when I, before I got started in all of this, I studied macrobiotics for 20 years, which, um, that's a Japanese food therapy that is over 4,000 years old and it's virtually unchanged. And I remember, you know, I'm like, I'm going to poke holes through this whole thing and, and prove that it doesn't work. And uh, by gum, it does work. It does. Yeah, it absolutely does. And it's uh, amazing how much power the food really has. Um, and that is a form of medicine. I mean, Hippocrates said it himself, let the food be thy medicine. And boy, it sure is. And, and, uh, I was lucky to learn that before I even went to Chinese medical school. So I had an extra tool in my bag, so to speak. And, um, for all those years that I cooked for the cancer patients, I knew that, I could only um, help them so far, and then I realized that I needed to go back and learn um, hypnosis because yeah. I saw, you know, in Chinese medicine, we say that every disease starts with an unresolved emotion, mm -hmm. and that unresolved emotion for a lot of people um, is still emanating from some type of childhood trauma, and it could be a very, very small thing um, for me. And when I was a child, I had fear of men. Um, my father had killed himself when I was six. But I always remember that look that he gave. He gave such a look without touching you that you thought you were going to die. I think a lot of parents have that ability. And it scared me. It yeah. really, really scared me. And I know that once my father had killed himself when I was six, my brother... I have a brother that's 12 years older than I was. So by the time I was six, he was 18. And he used to give me the same look. Okay. So I had a lot of fear of men. Yeah. And it scared me. And you don't realize just little things like that, how we carry them mm -hmm. through our life. So were you able to use hypnosis personally to help with that fear? You know, there were some things that I didn't even know um, that I had issues with. Um, one of the things that I, I went through um, with my mom was that um, when she was pregnant with me back in the 60s, um, she was eight months pregnant, and she and my father decided to relinquish rights to my brother David, who's autistic, and put him in a state mental institution. And you don't realize, you know, you are in your mom's tummy and you are picking up things, whether you know it or not. But when I went through um, hypnosis school, he had me under hypnosis, which is basically a guided meditation. You don't lose control over yourself or your faculties or anything like that. You will do what you want to do and you will take it where you want to take it. And uh, he asked me, he goes, what do you see around you? And I said, I don't know. I can't see anything. It's dark. And he said, tell me what your mom is feeling. And I started crying. 
And I said, she's torn. She's torn. And I could feel my mom and her emotions, you know, trying to um, give up her very first child and put him in a state mental institution while she's eight months pregnant. You know, that is a lasting impression on my mom, let alone me. And so I was able to get back to that um, stage and really understand um, what it was for me. And there was another incidence, which was uh, sad and funny at the same time. But um, they asked me, you know, we had to be hypnotized through two weeks of school. So, and I didn't know what I wanted to work on. And I said, frustration, Okay. You know, because I feel frustrated with people, you know, why don't they want to get better or why they don't do this or that? So I said, frustration. And so they put me under hypnosis and my mind went back to different scenarios that involved fire. And I don't even remember if I was old enough or if I was alive or whatever, but my father had set the woods on fire, burning leaves, and the fire department came out. And I don't even remember it, Mm. okay? So I don't know whether I was a baby or whatever. And then after that, I was in kindergarten. Okay. And we were supposed to go to the fire station. And I was so scared, I cried my way out of it. And they brought me back a hat and a badge. And then when I was about eight or nine, we had a very old house. And we had, um, back in old times, they used to make these tin punch lamps. Yeah. And, you know, you have the pattern on the outside of it. And it had a candle in it, and the and the the lantern was full of dust okay. inside and out. And I I asked somebody, you know, can I light this? And that thing went up in flames, and I had to run through the den, through the dining room, through the kitchen, <laughs> and throw it outside in the snow. And so that went through my mind, and then, um. I don't know, I was probably 12, 13 years old. I had just gotten off the bus, and I lived on a cul-de-sac. It was a quarter-mile-long cul-de-sac, and I lived at the end, and my best friend ever, Kay and Judith, lived at the very first house, and we got off the bus, and the fire truck was going down the road. And I said, wouldn't it be funny if it was going to my house? And it went to my house. Uh-oh. and. My house backed up to about 900 acres of forest, and the forest was on fire. Okay. And so all of this culmination came out in this this hypnosis session, and I'm streaming tears down my face, and I'm crying and everything. And the instructor, Mark, comes in the room, and I'm crying and carrying on. And he goes, are you okay? And I start laughing. And I go, I got my hat and badge. (laughs) So I had remembered all of that, but I didn't even realize it was even an issue. You know, it's really interesting. So we're talking about traditional Chinese medicine and you brought up frustration and fire. So 
um, both of frustration is an emotion of the heart in that in that element, right? Yeah, and heart is fire. And heart is fire. Yeah, and joy, yeah. joy and joy, love. Yeah, joy and frustration and love. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's funny, you know, what comes around goes around, and we don't realize, you know, even what drives us, you know, subconsciously we don't know, and then I see so many people stuck. I see so many people eating the same foods over and over again. And they don't even realize that they're stuffing an emotion with those foods. And I've Mm -hmm. seen cancer patients, you know, and there's enough research out there now, you know, with uh, colon cancer, they know that it's from the meats. Yeah. And I'll have a colon cancer patient. And I'll ask them, I said, you know, what's the one food you won't give up? And they'll say meat. Probably bacon or something like that. Well, the meat, it's interesting because it is processed in the liver. Mm-hmm. And liver is responsible for anger. Yeah. So they, they have an anger over an unresolved grief. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize how deep that stuff really, really is. It's very important to to have your mindset when something comes through, an emotion, a feeling. You know, you could say, oh, I hate what that person's wearing. And it could be something that is unresolved within yourself. And yeah. it's it's so important to step back and take the time to look at these things because you just never know what you're perpetuating by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Judgments always say something about what's going on internally with ourselves. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. You know, you just don't realize it. You know, I've been, um, you know, I've got over 50 years now of life and it's amazing to me what kind of people I attract Mm -hmm. in my life um friends that I love dearly I find out that their their father was an abusive alcoholic and my father was an abusive alcoholic and it's very interesting to me how subconsciously I go back to that pattern and say, okay, this is something I need to work on. This is something I need to be mindful of. Can I release this pattern and grow forward in my life and heal in my life? And that's so important. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, so many people in this area, especially are very religious. And I always say, you know, uh, to get to heaven, you got to walk the staircase or go up the mountain And, you know, every time you go up that mountain, there is an occurrence that happens. And these occurrences come up because they're there for you to go ahead and heal from and get to that point where the pearly gates are open for you automatically. Yeah. Or if you're Buddhist, you're you're in the Zen zone or nirvana or enlightenment, you know, whatever language you use, it's all the same. And you want to get to that point where if an emotion comes up, you know where it comes from, you are grateful that it comes, and then you wave goodbye and say, thank you for reminding me for being here. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Being aware of our emotions is really important because they're housed physically in our cells. Yeah. And so when we're not really paying attention or we're not wanting to you know, sit with that and process it and do the work we need to do. That's when things like, you know, compulsive eating or overeating or stuffing your feelings, quote unquote, eating your emotions, 
all that kind of stuff comes up. Um, and especially repeated patterns um, generationally within our family that, you know, we have genetic coding for that. They've, they've proven that now. Um, so when we really sit and try to reprogram it or do something healthy that's opposite to that intrinsic unhealthy programming, it's going to feel uncomfortable because our cells are, are wired for, you know, the thing that we're trying to change and change is always uncomfortable until you finally, you know, sit with it long enough or do it enough to where the healthy pattern becomes the comfortable pattern. Yeah. Speaking of changes right now with the COVID and, you know, people not working and things like that, it's really, it's resetting a lot of people. A lot. There's, I've seen a huge shift in, um, the people just around me in my community, and it's really wonderful. Yeah, there's, a, you know, for every bad that's out there, you know, the deaths are horrible. These people, you know, getting sick and going to the hospital and the hospital doing the best they possibly can. I mean, there's some horrible things that are going on, but there are some wonderfully positive things yeah. that are going on from this whole thing. And it's important for us to reset and... Uh, focus on these things and, and realize that, you know, there is a light at the, the end of the tunnel and that, you know, the universe or the planet is shifting us into a healthy and more healing way. And this isn't the first time it's happened, you know, like you were talking about 1918 and, and things, you know, and how we had to shift then and how, you know, the healthcare system probably changed then is going to change now. How we, handle our foods mm-hmm. and uh, the slaughterhouses, which are our wet markets here. Um, those things, you know, are yeah. going to be in people's minds and in their forethought. And and um, how do we come across and make things better for ourselves? How do we improve our lives for ourselves as well as the people yeah. we love around us? Well, I've been just joyfully impressed by, I think, the majority of people that I've interacted with, come across with, even seen on social media, everyone seems to be really focusing on the positives through all of this. Like the first week or so, they were really scared, really anxious, and in that fear state. And I've seen almost all of them transition, myself included, to this just positive mindset and it's there's a shift and they they can feel i can feel it it just feels like something has switched on for the better and people are really focusing on um and not even necessarily having to focus anymore they just feel a little more at ease Mm -hmm. and like things are going to be okay yeah you know that we don't have to rush around that we can be both be productive but it's okay to sit and that's great because before all of this Everyone I knew had two, three jobs, working like crazy, all at the end of their rope, you know, just really uncomfortable with the way that they felt they had to function to survive. And I think almost everyone's realized we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. And I think um, that comes down to people in faith. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, you know, we're in a religious area. The Bible Belt is, you know, the southern states. And, you know, they can't go to church anymore. And, you know, a lot of people that do go to church, um, 
believe in a system and if they don't go to church, they think that something is bad going to happen to them. But, you know, God is around everywhere in every place all at the same time. And you can tap into that wonderful energy source anytime you want. And I think that people forget that and don't tap into it. And so that's why I think that a lot of people um, run their lives based on fear yeah. versus faith. That's interesting that you say that, though, because as much as we are in the quote-unquote Bible Belt, this area has become so diverse compared to what it was five or ten years ago, mm-hmm. and diverse in faith and spirituality as well. So I see so many more people open to exploring their faith and their spirituality and not in a church but they they realize they don't have to have a building to do that and you know even within churches there's way um there's so many more faiths and religions that are represented in this area now which is i think really really amazing yeah and i think uh too you know if you do read any kind of religious text or anything like that or even the Bible, um, when you go back and you're going through all of this stuff in your life, and I've gone through many situations where I've gotten passages from the Bible at certain times, and, um, you know, even I have gone back and looked at these passages, you know, like Corinthians one thirteen, it says, you know, um, love is not self-seeking. And I sit there and I go, okay, but as a human being, we're always self-seeking. But as a light being, part of God, part of the universe, we are love. Yeah. So therefore, we should not seek. What, what, what we're looking for is already within ourselves. We are complete. And we'll attract what we are. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's very, very fascinating. Very interesting. I wish <laughs> I was a philosophy major in college, and we, I'm, I remember a whole discussion one day about, you know, um, people being self-seeking or self-serving, even when that wasn't their intention at the root of it, it you could trace it back to, you know, X, Y, and Z. And um, I wish that I, well, maybe I don't wish because everything happens as it's supposed to. Um, but having that different perspective now of, you know, what you just said about love and love being from the universal source and that we are what we attract type of a thing, it would have been a really different perspective on that whole debate. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, I am glad that you are here to give us some time to talk about your experience and other things. And other things, what it turned into, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's life. We got to go with the flow, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you. And uh, for all of you that are out there, um, my name is Margot Dragon, and I practice traditional Chinese medicine at White Spire Center in Concord, North Carolina. You can find us on the website at whitespirecenter.com. And I am with Kate Ambrosini, who is a wonderful reflexologist that also works out of here. Um, She currently right now is waiting for the um, lift of work so she can get back to work but i am still here for you if you need to come in or make an appointment i'm still here but i appreciate you listening thank you